Hi, this is DebtWire Managing Editor Andrew Ragsley. Welcome to the latest edition of our DebtWired podcast. FTI recently put out their Emerge to Grow report, which serves as a playbook for companies to achieve profitability and sustainable growth post-bankruptcy. Insights from this report serve as the backbone of our podcast conversation, which features FTI Senior Managing Directors Omar Aguilar and Robert Del Genio speaking with Deputy Editor Rashmi Basu. In addition to highlighting best practices for companies looking for success post-emergence, the conversation veers into issues around leverage, tight labor markets, and repercussions from the emerging trend of debtors spending shorter stays in Chapter 11. Bob and Omar, thank you for being here. Rajmi, thank you for having us. What were the most significant findings in the study? Uh, Rashmi, what we found uh, in our respondents is that the type priority by and large was capital at 56%, a distant second was cost at 34%. When you look beyond that, even when uh, capital was uh, a top priority of 56% and cost 34%, the area that was most significantly addressed was capital, but it was really at a 26% level, followed by cost at 22%. In the other areas that we looked at, these are the main dimensions of transformation, growth, technology, and talent, they were at 12%, 14%, and other 14% respectively. So you see that the focus or the, the areas that companies think that they're addressing in bankruptcy is, is really low other than the focus on capital. Why would participants rank capital so high? Rashmi, the primary focus during a restructuring is liquidity and capital availability. Management and boards of directors want to know that they have enough liquidity to operate their business. So in Chapter 11, that liquidity is the runway to get through the bankruptcy process. And then the exit capital really provides the capital the company needs to operate their business after they emerge from Chapter 11. Given the tight labor market, has the issue of finding talent only been exasperated in the last year? Time the survey was completed, the, quote, great resignation had not yet manifested. But the real interesting thing about companies in Chapter 11 is it's very difficult for them to attract talent while in Chapter 11. New talent wants to understand what's happening with the company, will they successfully emerge, and what will it look like? So that's that's an issue that companies face. And even in normal times, it's a challenge. As companies emerge, that's when they can recruit and have a better opportunity to attract talent. The challenge in this labor market is it's a very tight market. So you're competing for talent with companies that are healthy, that haven't gone through this process. And it's just more of a challenge than it even normally is for a company emerging from Chapter 11. One number that stood out to me was that 72% of respondents felt their post-bankruptcy capital structure tended to be at least somewhat burdensome. Why is this the case? Also, how are we defining burdensome? So first, let's break down that 72%. If you look at the segregation of that, basically onerous and created problems was 4%, burdensome and inhibited growth 
22%. Now, that doesn't mean they can't operate. Just maybe they don't have the type of capital they need to really grow the business the way they would like it. And then somewhat burdensome but manageable was 46%. So the two I would focus on is the burdensome and inhibited growth and somewhat burdensome but manageable. Now, the way that we look at it in Chapter 11 is bankruptcy really results in a negotiated capital structure that maximizes value for all the different constituencies as it relates to the way the bankruptcy laws are set up. It doesn't necessarily mean the company has its optimal capital structure for the company. The negotiation in bankruptcy, what I like to say, is when every party is equally unhappy because there's a lot of give and take and the company's capital structure results from looking at their business plan, then negotiating with the different constituencies and arriving at a solution. Again, might not be optimal, but it is the solution that is the best solution to get the company to emerge from Chapter 11. From your experience, what would an optimal capital structure look like? Is it an equitization of debt? Does the solution depend on the sector? Look, the issue is clearly dependent on the sector. I mean, one of the things that professionals who work in this environment, working with management, is you look at comparable companies in that sector. What's their capital structure look like? That's That influences this, as well as what's needed to support the business plan. And what's interesting about that is you have an initial capital structure as you emerge, but that could change as the business develops, grows after it emerges. And if a company exits with a burdensome capital structure, what does this mean if we ever experience another economic downturn? Well, if companies haven't fully recovered, they could be more vulnerable. And that's why you see some companies that have to go back into Chapter 11. Um, But burdensome doesn't mean they can't manage through it. It doesn't mean that that's a capital structure that doesn't allow them to operate. Now, what it could mean is they struggle to accelerate growth or they might miss opportunities to gain market share or make acquisitions as a result of the lack of financing or underperformance of the company. But it doesn't mean that they won't be able to operate. Another finding showed that many respondents did not feel prepared for post-bankruptcy success. What are companies achieving in Chapter 11 and what are they not achieving? So, Krishmi, what we found, and, and this needs to be put in context, first, uh, many companies are in bankruptcy for a short period of time where they have pre-negotiated uh, uh, bankruptcies or pre-packaged bankruptcies. So that means that there's limited time to address some of the transformation issues that typically would would be addressed. So uh, that, that provides some context to that question. But if you look at that, 25% of respondents indicated that they were unable, totally unable to address all the dimensions of performance during the bankruptcy. And even beyond that, 40% were not able to, in a meaningful way, address all the dimensions. So it is, it is a problem. And again, what we're talking about is not only capital, but then the five uh, transform, transformation dimensions that we're looking at are capital, cost, growth, talent, and technology. So what we're talking about is companies not being able to really address those other dimensions. And what we found then was that 
really, if you're going to prosper, if you're going to have sustainable growth, which is what we want to have following uh, an emergence uh, uh, event, you really need to focus on these. That's why we developed our playbook to emerge out of uh, bankruptcy. And what we found was uh, very interesting. We actually developed four archetypes, four types of uh, uh, different models in which companies can uh, can emerge successfully out of bankruptcy. The two structural dimensions that we found were first capital, and, and Bob has alluded to this, coming out of bankruptcy, there are some companies that may need to do some tweaks to their capital, in particular credit. So that's something that you should do upfront. Secondly, technology enablement. That was the, the lowest reviewed and focused area in transformation. For some sectors, as in retail, or for some sectors where growth is going to be dependent on technology, is going to be more structural to technology, we'd like to make sure that technology is addressed. So you have that gate that if capital technology have not been addressed, they're going to be critical for you. You must look at that. Then we look at cost, growth, and talent. And what we came up with is three stages, whereas a company typically would want to go and sustain growth, they're not ready for that. You first need to stabilize the enterprise and enable self-funding. That should be the first stage that you look into. Secondly, and this is a, a typical problem, before you seek growth, you need to seek profitability. So we want to set the stage for profitability and enabling the organization. And lastly, and thirdly, getting and setting the stage for, profit, stage for profitable growth. So those are the type of things that companies are not achieving. But again, we want to be practical and really put in context that many companies cannot do this in bankruptcy because the time is very short. But then our view is that companies should be aware of these uh, type of uh, transformation capabilities or potential for transformation so they can be successful emerging out of bankruptcy. Since we are seeing more and more companies spend less time in court, are there negatives to a quick bankruptcy process? Our findings noted that companies may not have time in bankruptcy to focus on a holistic transformation or address multiple transformation dimensions. Now, ideally, during a Chapter 11, you would want to focus on the importance of fixing the underlying business. But if you're in a faster, prepackaged, pre-negotiated, pre-arranged bankruptcy, then really that focus shifts to what can be done after emergence. And it's very important for management to have a plan, especially one that's going through a quick bankruptcy process, on what they're going to do after emergence. And that's a big part of our emergence playbook. We can implement it if in Chapter 11 if it's a longer chapter, a more traditional Chapter 11, but one that's pre-packaged, pre-arranged, because it's much shorter, then the focus is what is the company going to do when it emerges? And the planning really needs to start now. Prepackaged and prearranged bankruptcies focus on solving capital structure challenges, but not necessarily on all the operational changes that are needed to drive transformational growth. And this is even especially important now, given the financial markets, which have become more discriminating. You have talk from the Fed of raising interest rates and clearly inflation. So companies need to be prepared to deal with this environment. And if they can't do it during Chapter 11 because of the speed of the process, then they have to be ready when they emerge. So what does this mean for companies down the road? Have they used a bankruptcy process to address the problems that forced them to file? 
Not necessarily. I think Bob has alluded to this as well. Again, there's a natural limitation to the bankruptcy process where you're going to be looking primarily at capital. So what this means is, and probably the, the way to look at it is, there is a high number of repeat filers. These are the so-called Chapter 22s, 33s, 44s. That number uh, out of the universe that we're looking at, we in our in our report we look at companies with um, uh, debt levels uh, of over fifty million dollars when they filed, and, and and those type of capital structures. Those are larger companies. There were about three hundred and fifty-eight of those. If you look at those, about seventeen percent of um, companies are repeat filers. So it's almost one out of five will be a repeat filer. So what, are, what does it mean down the road? Again, if you have a higher risk profile and there's more complexity, you can be into that higher default rate. If you look at the archetypes that we developed, there were four archetypes. And as management, as board, as board members, as different stakeholders, you can actually see your company and what uh, what the archetype uh, you you belong in. We typified four of them, and each of those has different transformation path and also a different risk profile. So a lot of the uh, repeat bankruptcies are the ones that really are going to be dealing more structural issues, like in technology. They were not capitalized sufficiently and so forth. So you're going to have a longer transformation that is going to be more complex, and it follows that then you may actually be at a higher risk. So it is important, again, to, to look at where you are and then what the transformation will mean. What we want to put forward is that these dimensions, in particular in following emerging from bankruptcy of liquidity or capital, cost, growth, talent, and technology, those need to be assessed, addressed, and then you need to set up the stage for transformational growth holistically. Because otherwise, if you do not address those issues, which likely you were not able to address them during this process, then you must address them soon thereafter, or you need to address them during the process in a pre-planned way and uh, be able to set the company for success down the road and avoid some of the other jeopardy or risk of another filing or a, um, a performance that is not going to be impactful in the market. Bankruptcies hit a 10-year peak in 2020, but now we are seeing default rates at historical lows, given a confluence of factors such as access to easy capital, vaccinations, etc. We're also seeing new variants, inflation, etc. Do you see a pickup in distressed activity anytime soon? Until recently, we foresaw a low probability for increased distressed activity. However, there are some more recent concerns around inflation, the recent outbreak of the Omicron virus, as well as the capital markets becoming more discriminating. So as we go into the new year, it's really difficult to say whether there's going to be a spike, but I would say there's more concern than there was earlier in the year. And clearly we're seeing more activity in the fourth quarter than we've seen in quite some time. So are companies exiting Chapter 11 with too much leverage, not enough tech or staff? Based on the survey results, as we discussed before, 26% of the respondents identified their capital structure as unmanageable or growth inhibiting after bankruptcy. So what we are doing with FTI's emergence playbook and the archetypes that Omar was talking about is focused on capital enablement 
as the first step to ensure self-funding is achieved. And what's important about that is by making these changes to the business, the first thing is what can you do to improve that business to improve its cash flow so that it becomes more self-funding? That's the first step to starting to transform the business. Now, depending on the year, how rapid your growth is or what your business plan is, there could be a need for outside third-party capital. But before raising that, managements really should address what they can do with their base business because that provides a foundation. What we're trying to do with the Emergence Playbook is really help companies accelerate growth to achieve their business plans, which ultimately will open up opportunities for post-bankruptcy financing and allow companies to fund transformational growth initiatives. But again, what can they do through self-help? What type of strategies do they have in place in terms of driving growth? And then that basic strategy and business plan provides the foundation for their ability to go out and raise third-party capital because they're proving that they're executing under their business plan. How should investors and companies alike interpret the study? Well, I think that it's, um, it's pretty simple. I think that if you look at this area, our commitment continues to be to focus on the market and then being useful to our clients. This is an area where primary research and uh, the process itself has not been fully understood. And that's one of the reasons we actually looked at this deeply and how we can, can we continue helping uh, this type of company. So that's part of our commitment to do that. And by and large, what we think is an opportunity, an opportunity to recast this process and then to provide some light and some transparency into the process. There's the misunderstanding that companies emerging out of bankruptcy are ready to go, that they have been totally fixed. Again, the process itself does not allow you to do that. By and large, you're focusing on capital items by necessity and being practical. But in addition to capital, you need to look at cost, growth, liquid uh, talent, and then uh, technology. So those are the four areas that you need to plan for and then emerge systematically. So it is an opportunity, an opportunity for stakeholders. And I'm not only talking about management, I'm talking about board of directors, I'm talking about creditors, I'm talking about private equity. If you look at 75% of these companies emerging out of bankruptcy, emerge as private companies, typically in private equity. So it's an opportunity to really recast this and to offer these companies another opportunity to be successful in a systematic way. And that can be done pre-petition. There's some companies that actually can do the, this pre-petition. So more than once, above indicated, can be done during the, the, the bankruptcy process itself. And the other ones, you know, is exiting out of bankruptcy, the emergent companies. In reality, companies have 18, 24 months following emergence to really be able to do this. And lastly, beyond this being uh, providing more transparency and being an opportunity for different stakeholders, what we wanted to do again, going back to FTI's emergence playbook, we want to make sure we wanted to provide to the market a way to think through this structurally. 
when your company is exiting bankruptcy or entering bankruptcy, what archetype of transformation or are you fitting into? What is the risk profile going to do? What are the dimensions that are going to be important? So you may not need to have all the details or not know all the details, but strategically you may know where your company would be. That would be immensely helpful. And then emerging out of bankruptcy, then we can have focus discussions. Management and stakeholders can really determine the best and most successful way for companies to achieve transformational and and sustainable growth. Omar and Bob, thank you so much for being here. Rajmi, our pleasure. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Our pleasure. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Don't forget to download and follow us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, and the Wistia platform.